Okay, thank you. All right, we can uh, get started here. Uh, we want to um, look at Jesus Christ. A lot of times as we look at Christ, we, you know, we hear the name, we know the scriptures. I want to take you a little deeper as we watch and look at Christ. Um, and so some of the things we want to do in dealing with Christ um, will be different. So let me cut this on here. Okay, I think we're ready to go. Let's bow in prayer. Father, as we uh, bow in prayer here before you, just thank you for our time together. Now help me to clearly share with the saints so we all understand. As we follow Christ, he's the master. We ought to follow in his steps. So, Lord, help us to do what he did to bring about the right results. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. You know, the Bible always says that we should always pray. You know, and the disciples said, uh, teach us how to pray. Well, um, we're going to uh, venture into this as we look at this as the, the training in any institution would be the first one is I do, you watch. I do, you watch. I, I think that that is so important because that's what we're going to deal with, especially this morning. I use these verses of scripture, um, Matthew 10, 24. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Luke 18, 1. And he told them, a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose what? Heart. Don't, don't faint. Don't give up. Don't give up. So as we move through this then our, in our introduction, there is a pattern of training that has been universally accepted and used by many. I do what? Watch. The second is The next one is, and the third one is, okay, something happened to my D, D went out for lunch, okay. Uh, so then what happened here is that it says, um, you do, I help. Um, and so the Lord's going to take us through a, a training uh, uh, exercise here as we deal with this, um, uh, as we walk through this whole thing of, of um, how you pray. There's a certain way that Jesus Christ prayed that I want you to pick up a pattern because maybe you're praying in the wrong way. So, so help, so stay with me as we uh, do this now. As long as we live, we will be learners, and the things we learn and apply to our life will enable us to mature, glorify our Father, and enhance our character and impact the lives that the Lord has wisely placed in the sphere of our influence. It is necessary for us to revisit this important and powerful asset which, which uh, we have in Christ. What's that word? Prayer. The most important thing that you'll find in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ always stress is prayer. Don't ever minimize prayer in everything you're doing. You don't know what to do? Pray. You're frustrated? Pray. You're angry? pray. Whatever you do, make sure that everything you do, make sure you pray. 
And, and I'm not talking about our Father, which art in heaven, how Lord be thy name. That's, that's a good model, but the Lord going to show us a little bit more than this. So thinking it, thinking it through. Since we are no higher than our Lord and Savior, we are to walk in his steps. Let us see where, when and why Jesus prayed specific prayers. So we'll hit our outline. Here's our outline for this morning. Number one, for our observation this morning, let us take three snapshots of Jesus' prayer and the surrounding circumstances. So we're going to take three shots of where Jesus prayed and why he prayed. It'll also apply to three situations that you'll be in and how you pray in those situations. With me? Here's, here's, the, here's the first one. What is it? In the wilderness. He prayed in the wilderness. Um, we'll, we'll find out about that. The next one is on the shore of Galilee. And third, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Three significant places that Jesus Christ prayed. He prayed in the wilderness. He, play, he prayed uh, when it came down to the, the Sea of Galilee. Then he prayed when it comes down to Gethsemane. Each one were different experiences that he says, I want you to see not only how to pray, but why I prayed in those particular things. You know, uh, I do, you watch. So, so that's the first thing he wants to do. I do, you watch. So, so we, we go on then. As we go on then to this, number one then, in the wilderness, Matthew 4, uh, 11. And as we look at in the wilderness, then here's what we uh, know about being in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now that's unique, isn't it? He was, the reason that he's in the wilderness, not because he wanted to be alone, it says the spirit led him there. Whenever, wherever you go, make sure it's God leading you to where you're supposed to be going. Okay, but sometimes where he leads you is for your development. This is critical. So he's leading him before all ministry, before he's doing any miracles at all. What you find in Jesus Christ is doing, he's led into the wilderness to pray. And he's led to be tempted by the devil. A lot of folks, that's why some said, lead, yield not to temptation. The real test here is, now understand something. Jesus Christ is, is perfect God and perfect man. God can be, be tempted, but the man part of Jesus Christ must be tempted. And he must be tempted on all points. So that what you're going through, understand, he's been through it already. Okay. And so, so he's, he's, he, uh, and it gets us now, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now, you know, um, we, we wait about four hours, and uh, we're we sure enough hungry. One day, we think we're going to die, you know. Uh, the second day, you, you're laying on the ground as if you are, are, are halfway dead anyway. Can you imagine 40 days, okay, 40 days, uh, days and nights, he was hungry. Uh, he didn't say he desired food. He was hungry. 
<laughs> okay. Have you ever been hungry? You can be in a situation where, and here's the test now. The test is on the physical man, not the spiritual. It's on the physical man because, you see, he has to go through this test because there's going to be a greater testing on him. Our salvation depends on whether he passed this test. The depth of your character is whether you hold up under the test that God is taking you through. It seems very stressful. It seems like you can't bear it. And the Lord says, hang in there. The test. It's always the testing. And so we find here the test of our Lord. Snapshot number one deals with the physical and foundational dynamics of mission and ministry. The, when it comes down to mission and ministry, now a lot of folks go out there and they just want to serve Jesus, have not been through a test or anything else, and just want to just want to know. I mean, they think they they think they actually know it. I remember a young man that was a, a felt like he was a know-it-all, and uh, I, I tried to tell him. I said, "Man, uh, I was up, we were up at camp," and he said, "I can run this camp." I said. No. I said, you, you know, you really don't. He didn't know all of the things that were involved as far as all of the, 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 the material and, and background and all the other things they had to do because I had to deal with staff in the morning, meeting with the staff and having prayer with them and going through the course of the day. And he said, I can do it. I said, I said are you sure? Yeah, I can do it. I said, okay. I said, okay, then you do it. He got about uh, a few days in there, and he was uh, at night, and uh, all the children were there before him. He said, um, uh, um, what was I saying? And I said, they say, I don't know. What were you saying? You can do it. What looks easy in the back seat is different behind the, behind the wheel. I, 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 I'm amazed, I'm amazed that it looked like a snap with a decision, but there's so much involved in leadership, so much involved. And Jesus Christ knew all of the things that he'll be confronted with, with the, with the Pharisees and, and all of the, and hard-headed uh, disciples that would quite, wouldn't get it. And he couldn't use his God power to give them a holy slap. You know, he, he had to put up with all of this mess. But he had to go through the test. You might be going through a test right now. I don't know what it is. But he had to go through the test. The strains of the test. The struggles. And the standards. When we look at the... the um, that whole, the whole text, and we begin to read about the test that he underwent. You, you know it, I didn't want to go through all the dialogue between him and Satan, and, and Satan was to, to telling him to turn the bread into stone, and, and, then, oh, then, and, and then to jump off and the angels will, will, will catch him. And, you know, he was going through all of these things, and, and Jesus Christ refused to do the things that Satan suggested. I hope that you, please repeat after me. Every suggestion is not a plan. Not a plan. 
as I look at my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the first thing, listen to whom he's listening to, who's talking to him. He's talking to Satan, and Satan is a what? He's a liar. He, I mean, he is a show enough liar. And if you listen to him, he said, well, you shouldn't listen to him. You know I'm a liar in the first place. It's not my fault. They call me Mr. Liar. And you listen to me. And then a lot of times the reason we're stressed out on so many things because we listen to Satan in the midst of the test and we believe him rather than God. Why don't we go to God's word? Why don't we hold on to God's word in the midst of the storms when we don't understand, when we're stressed out? Why don't we just be still and listen to God? Satan said, if I was you, I'd just get off my chest. I'll just tell him what I think. And, you know. and so the first snapshot of prayer is when you go, when you when you're serving the Lord, you're going to be tested all the time. And there are two types of temptation. He says, let not a man say when he is tempted, he is tempted by God. There's a temptation of the flesh where it says when a, there's a man that is tempted, he's tempted by, by the flesh. And, when, and uh, being tempted by the flesh, he, he yields to it. And then finally it turns to sin. And all of a sudden... He shut down. Ask David. Ask David. Killing giants. And then guilty of murder and adultery. Prayer and fasting is essential, especially when we are called by God to be uh, conditioned to do great and significant things in his service. Note, he was sent and set up for the test that would determine the salvation of the whole world. This is not a passage of scripture you just read over and Jesus was sent to. Our salvation depended on the man part of God with enduring all that would take place. And he did on our behalf. And he said, I do. You watch. He walked out of that temptation because he quoted scriptures and he stayed in the word of God. Hungry, but he stayed in the word. Forty days, forty nights, he stayed in the word. If, you, if you're going to defeat Satan, do what? Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the word. Uh, when I hear folks quote stuff and all, it, it sounds good and everything else. You know, the first thing I, I do, the first thing I do is look at the person who quoted it. I said, let me do the background on the person who quoted So I take the time, and sometimes it takes uh, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour. I'll take and do the background on the person who did it or said it. And I said, ah, you're not biblical. Matter of fact, you don't even know the Lord. The wisdom of man compared to the wisdom of God is what? Foolishness. It sounds good, but it's cotton candy. All you have is a little stuff stuck around your mouth. Question. 
What stronghold, distraction, fear, disappointment, etc., is keeping you from maturing for the great work that our Father has for you? Do you think, let's think, do you think that God has blessed you so that people will pat you on the back and what a great person you are? Do you think that that's why God has positioned you for? Do you think that God has left you here for that reason? Oh, come on. Are you believing that lie? There are some people that God wants you to impact, and there are some things that I'll never experience. You are experiencing because after you experience it, you will be a blessing to others. But you, you have to go, not me go, I've been through my test. I'm still going through some. Um, but, but it's for the benefit of us also. It's for my maturing. Each one of us are going through. It could be on your job, and somebody may be pushing your last button. And the Lord says, what, who told you that was your last button? Because I said, all I can stand, and I can stand no more. <laughs> but, oh, but you see, but love is, no, uh, it suffers long. What do you mean? Uh, so you, you got to end to it right now. Okay. Stay to it to the end and watch what I do. I don't care what it is. It could be a family member. It could be finances. It could be your health. Hang in there. It's not over yet. You still, I, what I do, you watch. You hang in there. Don't give up. Number two, on the shore of Galilee. Now we'll, we'll take another snapshot of him. And this time on the shore of Galilee. And on the shore of Galilee, snapshot number two, the storms of life uh, always come on an ordinary day. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to do what? When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat, let me shift, shift down now. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by waves, for the wind was against them. The disciples on the Sea of Galilee, and, and between looking at the sea and what have you, they were five miles away from shore. From here to downtown is not exactly four or five miles. They were five, I'm trying to give you an idea of what, you know, they were five miles away from the shore. So they can forget about swimming. The wind is blowing and whipping them around. It has gotten dark. Um, matter of fact, when you, you think about it, um, they were going through a lot of changes in that area. Get this now. It says, and in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the, night, on the sea. See, during that time, when they say the first, the first watch, as far as the Roman uh, numbers are, the first watch is from 6.30 to about 12. Uh, the second watch is from, I think it's about 12 to uh, 3. And then the, the, uh, the third watch is from 3 to whatever the case may be. Anyway, they, have the, they broke them down to watches. Around this time, it's almost not quite day. It's, it's about 
four-ish to six, okay? About four o'clock, six o'clock, the sun, you know, this, and, they're in the, and they've been tossed around by the sea. It's wet. They don't see, Jesus is nowhere around. And meanwhile, Jesus decided to get to them as fast as possible. And here comes Jesus walking on water. <laughs> uh, not in another boat. That's just like Jesus. I don't care where you are. He'll get to you. Amen. Don't worry about it. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, here comes Jesus. Uh, but, uh, what's that a statement that um, uh, he said, Jesus will meet you? Okay. Brandon said, Jesus will meet you. Wherever you are, Jesus will meet you. And so he, they were in the midst of this storm. And, uh, and so it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were uh, terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. During that time, they felt that departed spirits and everything else will come back in ghost forms. And all of a sudden, they said, well, uh, it must be a ghost in the midst of the storm that's, that's walking on the water. And so, uh, darker it is and going through all this, it's amazing what, what happens to your mind when you're going through a whole lot of trouble. And it says, it's a ghost. And so, they, they scream out, it's a ghost, as if it's going to calm the situation. It only scared them more, right? <laughs> But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. What are the three things he said? What? Take heart. The next? It is I. He said what? Not One more time. What did he say? Take heart. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the midst of the storm, when all that's going around, it seems like, seemed like, it seemed like there's, it might be, a, it looked like a ghost. Listen to the words of God. Take heart. Do not be afraid. Okay. It is I. Do not be afraid. Well, I thought I'd kind of break that out. Observation here. Every victory, wait for it. There is a tendency for momentary setbacks in character builders. Let me help you here. Do you remember when Jesus was testing the disciples and about the bread and, uh, and, they, and they picked up all of these and fed, they fed 5,000 and then picked it up with uh, those 12 little baths and everything? I mean, those disciples said, whoa, you know, this is a real miracle. And so they were, they were walking on, boy, we're hanging out with Jesus did this, and we're hanging out with Jesus. And boy, I mean, the people were oppressing Jesus. They left the seashore with Jesus getting the praise, the people saying hallelujah. You know, this is, this is a great thing. Praise God. I mean, they walked, they, were get, they got on the water, listened to victory. And I say, wait for it, wait for it, because what happens is, and I was, I was telling the brother, he said, all these things, my, and my son is uh, beginning to, uh, to act better and everything else, and nah, 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 he's doing this and this and this. And I said, okay. I said, wait for it. I said, what do you mean? He said, just because they're doing all of that does not mean. That he's there. And so the, the, it was a minister. He said, my son, I said, he come home. He's not acting crazy. He's obeying me. It just feels so good. I said, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> that boy went cra totally crazy the next time on him. 
He couldn't, he couldn't work, he could not understand. Everything was working so well. It seemed like it was answered prayer. He was saying, yes, sir, and I'm so glad to be home. And all, the, my son, as he felt almost like a prodigal son, my son has come home. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait for it. See, there's a tendency when you get a victory, you let your guards down. And you forget you're still in the war zone. Wait for it. You're not home yet. Every time that you be blessed and everything seems like it's going great, thank God for it, but keep your guards up. Wait for it. When the inevitable, storm, inevitable uh, storms of life come your way, there are three things that you must remember. Let's say it together. Number one, take heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. Two, it is I, Jesus. The Lord will always be with us. And three, don't be afraid. Perfect love casts out all fear. Somebody had to go through the little words there. But anyway, fear. Psalm says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. What? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Wait for it. But when the storms, when it comes back around and slaps you in the face, take heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. I'm on my way. I'm right there for you. It is I, Jehovah Shammah. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Okay. And perfect love will cast out all the fear. Because where there's fear, there's anxiety. Where there's fear, you want to give up. There's frustration. So don't go into the pit. You don't have to go there. Number three. Been hanging in there pretty good. In the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, the next shot of Jesus Christ praying, this time, is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, a lot of, was weighing in on him at that time. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not I as I will, but what? Your will. Matthew 26, 42. He went away again the second time and prayed, saying, My father, if this cup, uh, if this cup may not pass away from me, nevertheless I drink it. Your will be what? Done. 26:44, what does it say? And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying what? The same words. Jesus Christ was at a crisis point right now. Everything that was planned before the foundation of the world. Jesus, perfect God, perfect man, what we call the hypostatic union of God and man. Perfect God, perfect man. He's tested on the man side, although he's God. The man side is saying, Lord, I don't want to. If it's possible. You have to understand what Jesus was going through. He's saying, Father, to be separated, we have never been separated. Never been separated. And I'm going to be hit 
three, and, and a, a number of things. Spiritually, I'll be separated from you. I'll be separated, Lord, and then I'll be suffering on behalf of man. He says, Lord, I'm going through all of these things. And then when it comes down to the actual physical affliction that man will put on me, he's saying, if it's possible, let this pass from me. I, I cannot comprehend what that is. You can only comprehend what that is from God's position, not man's. You cannot comprehend what it means to be forever separated from God. Jesus experienced for the first time being separated from the Father on our behalf. And then, not only that, to be beaten by man. And then the sins of the whole world placed on him. Everything that we have done. Everything that we do are doing and everything that will ever happen to us placed on him. He, what he's going to do now is eradicate all of the temple worship and, and the 66 ordinances that were laying there. All of that's going to be set aside and he says, it's going to come through me. You don't have to go now to a priest. You come to Christ through his blood. But first, I had to go through this. I don't know what he was going through. But he's saying, it's not my will, but your will. There are some things that you will have to go through that you will not like. Because that's where love will take you. I do, you watch. Love will take you from the very presence of the Father and take you to the dirtiest person that you don't want to be around and get on your last nerve and all these other things. You don't want this. It's so uncomfortable. But Lord, it's not my will, but it's your will being done. I do, you watch. Please don't pray the prayer. Lord, I know you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been through far more. I understand. And to go through all of that. And through all of that on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they're doing. Through the beatings, through the ridicule. All the way up to the cross, Satan followed him up to the cross. If you are the Christ, you know, why don't you come down and save me too? <laughs> and Jesus said nothing to him. But the other one said, when thou enterest to thy kingdom, he says, Remember me. And the Lord says, today, you will be with me in paradise. We look at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and says, there are three snapshots as we look at him as he prayed. For ministry, for the trials to come, and for 
the other area where it'll be a struggle, get this now, the struggle of the will. That's why snapshot three, the defining moments of the two wills. The first, number one, concerning ours and the tyranny of the urgent and how we feel. The second one concerns the sovereignty of God and our only means of salvation. The struggles of the two wills. And we have to make a decision. Through all of the struggles and depth of sorrow that Jesus was faced with, there was one word that will always make the difference. Are you ready for it? Choice. He had to make a choice. Everything that was planned before the foundation of the world, all the way up to this point, he had to make a choice. He had trained his disciples and everything. He had to make now a choice. And he, here's what he said. Not your will. My, my will, but your will be done. Matter of fact, it's never in the Lord's Prayer. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Whatever God, God had pre, the foreknowledge and the, the uh, establishment of God, his authority, his already established in glory, we just must establish it out down on earth. Telling God to change his mind, change what? I've already made up my mind. I change not. Make sure that you choose well. I do, you watch. I do, you watch. Because it's more than you in this whole process. I hope you hear me this morning. So, one last thing then. Question. How can I make sure that my heart is in the right place all the time? Or is this possible? How can I make sure that my heart is in the right place? I get this word all the time. All the time. And is it possible? And here we go. Answer. Let's read it. You know it. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to God with your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to prove by you what is that good and pleasing and perfect will of God. How do I know? How can I do it? Is you all on the altar? At the Emerald Church, Church of God, they had that song, Is you all on the altar? If your all is not on the altar, then there will always be a constant battle. Always. But God's will is going to be done. We have a choice. And I trust that you choose well. They, they had that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. I'm not turning back. I don't care what the world says. 
I don't care how smart they think they are. I just want you to understand something. Smart does not mean spiritual. Uh, uh, do you hear what I'm saying? Because spiritual belongs to God and God alone. Spiritual belongs to God and God alone. And as we bow in prayer, my prayer is that we as individuals will keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. So as we uh, close in prayer, then I want to challenge you. As we look at the three snapshots, and those three snapshots that are so important, Jesus says, I do, you watch. <laughs> then I do, you help. Then you do, I watch. I help. Then you do, I watch. God does not walk, want any of us to go out without training. He didn't send his disciples out without training. And up to almost the last minute, it seemed like those guys was not quite getting it. They're still arguing about who's going to uh, be the best. <laughs> Even at the table. <sighs> But the Lord doesn't give up like he won't give up on you as we bow in prayer. Father God, how we pray right now for each one of the believers. Help us to get serious about you. Serious. Help us to understand that it's about you and your love, your great love for us. And that we begin to walk in his steps. Because this word abiding means that we go by your word. We walk in your word. That's a sign of being your children. There's no way in the world that we can walk doing our own thing and call ourselves children of God. Help us, Lord, to learn the significance of obedience because obedience is how you spell the word love. If you love me. You'll do what I say. May we be obedient like Christ, even to the death of the cross. Who thought of not robbery to be equal with man, with God, but humbled himself, even to the form of man. We pray for the dear saints of God. Thank you for where each one is right now and where you're taking them to and what you, what you want to develop in their lives. I may not be around to see it. But I want to praise you ahead of time for those who have made the decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said.